Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. short interview a little bit noisy in the background we were at a bar there was a lot going on and uh, but I don't think it's going to be too distracting at all this film is about surfing and it's about surfing on the Gaza Strip and this is a pretty angry uh, white cap like water and uh, here I was talking to Philip Gennard the uh, director uh, Mickey Yamin and Matthew Olson kind of one of the guys behind this whole thing and so watch this film and enjoy it if you're a surfer or a skateboarder but more importantly uh, watch it uh, from uh, the perspective of well from a political per- perspective uh, from a relational perspective what a, what does it mean to build community uh, what about gender issues around the world how does that affect who we are and how we do things and I think you're going to, you're even going to find out a little bit about Islamic nail polish uh, I know it sounds crazy but it's absolutely true the Gaza Surf Club Phil Gannat Mickey or Michael Yamin, Matthew Olson, and davidpecklive.com for more uh, interviews, rabble.ca. Check us out there, and we are live at the Toronto International Film Festival. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are sitting here kind of live. I don't even know where the heck we are, actually, but we're in some bar here in Toronto with uh, three special guests, uh, and here to talk about the Gaza Surf Club world premiere, Philip Gannat, Matthew Olson, and... Michael, you mean, yeah. sometimes uh, affectionately referred to as Mickey. So yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, Philip, uh, what exactly is the Gaza Surf Club is maybe a good place to start. Um, this is a film I think about a lot of things. This is, not yeah, a film exactly. about, this is not a film about surfing. Yeah, I think Gaza Surf Club is an idea. Is an idea that a bunch of guys in, 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 in Gaza who, who like to practice a, a sport that is uh, quite popular around the world. Um, first of all, they just like the sport, but 
obviously this is a special region and I think they, <coughs> beside the sports, because this is such a special region, there needs more around the sports. So I think it's, the idea is that the people who serve there, that they kind of, um, How do say? They're, they're to build a community, just, exactly. I was just going to say, yeah. they're no kidding, they're, yeah. building, they're building their community. Yeah. Because as they started, I think a lot of these guys served a little bit for their own. There was the North Beach and the South Beach. And um, it would be nice if they could make a, a to, to, to find a way to, 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 to um, sorry, it's <laughs> maybe you. Uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, we we have Matt here with us, and um, Matt is not just one of the protagonists of the film. Um, and uh, is he like the only surfer in the room? Yeah, yes. Well, you know, uh, I've stood on a board before. I wouldn't call myself a surfer, though. <laughs> I've been but I've been on twice, just so you know. Yeah, but I did use to skateboard. So yeah, yeah. yeah a no, lot of I mean, I, I've, I've done a couple of other things, but oh, and by yeah. the way, congratulations! It's a great film. Oh, it's thanks. a great doc. It's, thanks. It's it's peeling back a whole lot of layers. And yeah. I, yeah. It really is. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's been a long journey for us. It's been four years. I but um, Just to get back to your question yes, about please. what the Gaza Surf Club really is, because um, Matt over here is basically the person who coined the name Gaza Surf Club. So um, be before he came around, there were people surfing in Gaza. Right, okay. And um, I'll, I'll let Matt actually uh, uh, like introduce you more. Well, I, noticed, I, know, I think I noticed T-shirts. Some yeah. hats, yeah. you know. That I'm, I'm guessing that wasn't necessarily made just for the film. I mean, it's no, that no, wasn't made for the film at all. Actually, that came. But you go ahead. You no, know, the Surf Club is a project that I started in 2008, actually in 2007, in the fall of 2007, uh, and it's a real club. I mean, it's uh, part of a 501c3 American nonprofit that I run called ExploreCore, and that was our pilot project. And the idea was to put together resources both within, inside Gaza and outside of Gaza that could help to build a sustainable surfing community there. Because there were already a few servers in Gaza, but it's an extremely difficult sport to uh, get equipment for, to transport equipment, to maintain equipment. It takes a real skill set and a real community working together. Well, they in can't even, to in the film, they can't even get the boards across the border. Right, yeah. yeah. We, we brought the, the biggest shipment of boards we brought across took us two and a half years of negotiations to get across the Israelis. Utterly ridiculous. Yeah, so... Um, so uh, our goal has always been to build a sustainable surfing community. And there's you know, extra things to go along with that, like a clubhouse uh, and a Palestinian National Surfing Association so they could get international And is this about Philip's comment earlier about building a community? Is yeah. This what yeah, that was the goal from, from the beginning because there were a couple surfers here and there in Gaza, but they didn't work together. They didn't even know each other in some circumstances. So what, but you're, so. you're Hawaii. And you're a surfer, so why? Yeah, the well, my care? my father was a U.S. diplomat, and okay. uh, he was stationed in uh, Israel for four years, but his job was in Gaza. So we lived when I was in high school, just north of Tel Aviv, and my father would commute down to Gaza every day. So I have friends on both sides of the border since I was 13, and I started surfing when I was 13, or actually when I was 12, and I always wanted to surf in Gaza. So as soon as I heard that there were a few surfers down there, 
I started to put together this idea for a project. It's very cool, by the way. Before we go a little deeper, where's is the surfing better in Hawaii or in Gaza? We need to get that. <laughs> much out. better. Yeah, let's get that on the much table. Much better in Hawaii. Yeah. Much better in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems a little uh, tamer almost. It doesn't seem quite as angry. Oh yeah, well it's still just the Mediterranean. I mean, there there are good waves. People ask me if people ask me all the time how the waves are there. If you were a surfer and you lived in Gaza, you would want to have a board with you. You'd have way too many days when you woke up and look out the window and be frustrated that you didn't have a board. So it's not a place where you're necessarily going to go just for the surf. But if you live there, having a surfboard is a great way to have some fun. But for us as a film team, to be honest, we were surprised uh, how the big the, the waves actually were. Um, right, because it provided a whole lot of challenges, I, yeah. I would imagine. And, and we asked a lot of people, is the summer season better? Is the winter season better? And we got quite a different... Uh, variety of answers but finally we were there in uh, October November yeah and we got some pretty amazing oh, waves it's incredible. actually it's incredible. so yeah. um, it really it, is stunning it's very choppy you know the waves are the waves are well I think ang I, the word angry didn't come up while I was watching the film but yeah. that's sort of the sense I get like they're, yeah. they're, you, you could be really thrashed against the shore here if you weren't careful and yeah yeah oh yeah and they you know the 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 harbor actually the the marina the harbor is, is, is where the best waves actually are because I think it's because of the uh, because of the um, yeah it's because it, of the, the shape of it because it jetty? creates a sandbar out in the, yeah, yeah. In the little bay there so that, that's actually where the best waves are, but there's so many other problems that go along with that. First of all, it's dangerous because there's, you know, uh, rusty metal sticking out and yeah. rubble, and and also actually this we only found out on the third day after, after after we were in the water for a while, is that one of the main sewer lines just goes right out into the water oh, right there. Great. So yeah, yeah. My, our cameraman had good a good safety had a, tip. Had a, yep. had a bit of a yeah. yeah. I love but, the way you guys uh, the tracking shots, the cross cutting between sort of the the. I mean, obviously Gaza, many, many people and families and so on uh, living there, but the rubble of, of that, that, that cross-cutting between the footage is really quite uh, stunning and remarkable and kind of almost compelling in a way to ask more questions. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think for me, my favorite shot in the whole film, and there's yeah. a lot, is the straightening of the rebar. Do you oh, guys? yeah, yeah. I got a, I got construction roots. I'm actually yeah. an electrician, so really? so I've, I've I've worked in in a round rebar reinforcing rod for our listeners, by the way. Yeah. And the the guys straightening it and the gizmo that they'd created to use the old metal to yeah. rebuild. I mean, it's it's, it's beautiful. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't this the Gaza Surf Club in a sense? Yeah. I mean, this, they do the same thing with concrete. Um, they take all the concrete rubble from buildings that have been destroyed and they pound it into aggregate and they get cement in and they reuse it in new construction. And the surfers do the same thing with their equipment. They take anything they can, that they can scrap together to fix their equipment with. We've done some workshops showing them how to use locally available materials, like how to make surf wax out of beeswax right. and natural ingredients that are available right in the market there. Um, of course, they still want the real surf wax, but... Of course. Yeah. Well, I couldn't help. I mean, and, and the lovely sort of irony, uh, irony, I don't know if it's irony, but the the Vans wetsuit and, and, yeah. and praying just before going under the water yeah. is yeah. probably my second favorite shot. I'm yeah. wearing a pair of Vans right now, so <laughs> it goes way back in my own skateboarding history. Yeah. What, pray tell, is, is Islamic nail polish? I need to ask. Um, actually, I, I don't think Islamic nail polish exists. <laughs> oh, I think I it's know. just regular nail polish that just... She can just With her sense of humor, she can scrape off. Yeah, yeah. is that water soluble? Yeah. Is her name uh, Sabah? Yeah, name. Sabah. Yeah, yeah. Mickey, just just it, for the it must be special uh, nail polish because normal nail polish you can't remove by hand. It yeah. must be. I think it's water soluble nail polish. 
it's water yeah. soluble yeah. to be taken off in a hurry yeah. if need so be. I mean, I laughed out loud. Yeah. I, thought, I couldn't. I wasn't quite sure if it was her sense of humor, which I think she's got a delightful one, yeah. Yeah. or her sense of just pushing back. You know, uh, against the system. Yeah, I mean, for the for the listeners here, the, the, there's a, there's a scene where where one of the girls that is there um, puts on nail polish, and she says that in school, um, her teachers might scold her because she's wearing nail polish, and that if that happens, she can take it off real quick. So that's why it's Islamic nail polish. But yeah, I guess but the, it's, the great thing about that is that she might be in school, but she still doesn't know whether or not she can wear it because this is a it's a great. Uh, representation of Gaza in general, that the Hamas government is constantly changing rules and regulations on a day-to-day -day basis on a whim. So you can go to school one day and nail polish is fine, you can go to school the next day and nail polish yeah. is illegal, and then you can go back the next day and it's fine again. It just kind of depends on the whims of the yeah. people in charge. It's like that with uh, pretty hard surfing to make equipment, steps for example. Forward, it seems yeah, to me. it's very pretty difficult. Much. I mean, we, you know, we brought wetsuits in and then one day we were told no, wetsuits are now illegal because they're considered military equipment. And so they confiscated a bunch of wetsuits from us. So it's yeah, but you have to remember what the what the uh, what the idea behind that is. I mean, the the military, they you know they can use wetsuits. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not that's not a bad thing to have. So this is know. personal game. This yeah, is a little yeah, bit of corruption. There's, there's, there's a lot of corruption. There's going on. plenty of corruption. There's, yeah. there's one guy sitting there. So. Yeah. yeah. So what about so the the, I, the reason I asked for the nail about the nail polish is yeah. clearly the gender sort of undertone of the whole film with her wanting to surf and. <laughs> okay, another favorite scene where the family is watching the video of her surfing. I mean, it almost brings a tear to your eye. The, 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 the pride of the whole family, yeah. right? And the father's pride of his daughter out surfing and doing something, um, I guess, kind of naughty in a way and really kind of unacceptable at a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he says, and he's holding his baby and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train this one as well, <laughs> which is just, I love the pushback. Is that something yeah. that it's, is it safe to do that in 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 the in in Gaza, or can you get away with it because you're surfers? I mean, generally, and you're in, rebellious. Generally, in those countries, uh, I guess it's it's not necessarily always about religion. It's more about tradition, and it's mm. also about you know politics and the government. And like Matt was saying, you know, sometimes they just change the laws around. But um, I guess it's always a you know it's a give and take. You need to see how much you can do and how much you can say and who you say it to. But um, I mean, the the father is is, although he's so, um, you know, he's teaching his his girls how to swim and how to surf and all those things. At the same time, he's also very religious and very traditional. He strikes me as really you know, traditional. He has he has yeah. he has multiple wives, for example. And he has like uh, eight kids. I can't remember. It's insane amount of kids. And telling everybody to God, kids, God telling everybody God bless you. And uh, no, Abu uh, Yeah. Yes, ten. Ten, ten kids. Wow, it's a lot of surfboards. Yeah, he had he had he had um, two toddlers there, I think, at the time. So yeah, he's he's busy. He's busy. He's a busy guy. <laughs> he's a busy guy. But um, but yeah, that's the thing. They uh, uh, it's it's more about um, the tradition, you know. Right. Certain things are allowed. Other things are 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 you know not forbidden but they're you know frowned upon so girls surfing at the age of 15 16 is not necessarily forbidden but it's frowned upon, frowned upon. if it, if you get older than that like a girl that's maybe 16 17 18 years old i guess you're getting into that region where it might even be illegal you know but in gaza it is in gaza it is yeah is that something you know as you know as the the club 
I guess, continues to grow and build, and, and hopefully the vision grows, you know, sort of beyond itself in the idea. Is that something that's going to create grief, do you think? Or is it something, you know, that whole split? I mean, clearly you've got a nonprofit going on here. Is, you know, the splash and ripple, is this going to grow out? Is this, is this slowly chiseling away? You mean away with the girls specifically? Yeah, well, you know, gender issues, political issues. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, it, surfing becomes the metaphor for I change, let, right? I mean, right, and I, and I let the parents kind of lead the way with that. I never yeah. approached any girls because I know it could get me in a lot of trouble, and it has gotten me in a lot of trouble. I've spent more time in the police station in Gaza than I would care to and with the internal security services and everything, primarily because we have some girls that we've brought some equipment to and right. taken out in the water and things. Now we do it very early in the morning when no one's on the beach, uh, not to hide it, but just to... Don't flaunt it. Don't, not to flaunt it, exactly. And, the, and we always go by, we take the lead from the, from the girls' parents. The, the, the girls are, there's two sets of sisters and their cousins and their fathers are, are brothers. They're the ones who, uh, they asked me for years, oh, hey, can we bring the girls down? And I said, yeah, of course, bring them down, bring them down. And it took three years before they even brought the girls wow. down to meet everyone. Wow. Um, so. They're hesitant, but they're also determined to make their daughters into they're, watermen. As well, we they almost seem like, I mean, there definitely is a very playful aspect to these guys that are, that are sort of, it seems to me like they're pushing back yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Huh? I would have loved to have heard some of those other conversations around tea, you yeah. know, that you guys sure. didn't put into the film. I bet there's some really interesting stuff that you had to leave out that covers a lot of ground. Um, and, and, and again, back to Philip's original comment about this sense of building community, I mean, it seems to me that's what's really going to affect long-term change, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've lived there, you, you guys spent a lot of time in the region with these guys, getting to know them as friends. I mean, I, I can't remember his name, uh, but the, the guy who's sort of the teacher of, uh, the guy with the great eyes, beautiful Abu eyes. Abu yeah. Abu he Abu says, it's a, it's, a, it's a prison here, I, there is no hope, and he looks at you guys, I think, and says, if you see hope, tell me where it is, because I can't find it. I mean, again, I laughed out loud, yeah. but I, I think I get it, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Abu Jayab, he's the oldest of the surfers, and he's also been surfing the longest of the group of surfers that are there. Um, and, you know, he is very frank about the realities for someone like himself. You know, he's not a young kid that can kind of hop on a plane and fly somewhere. He has family, he has responsibility. Uh, he's from a refugee camp, which most of the surfers are not, so things are even worse for him. But he's also the one who has taken the most initiative to kind of develop the surfing community in Gaza. He's the one who's kind of taken on the role of a leader, but a fair leader, which is something that should be noted because leadership is not always fair in, in, uh, in Gaza. Um, he's taken it on himself and he teaches kids and he brings people out for workshops and he maintains his equipment and he's really, really a hard worker. He's pretty guy. committed. Yeah, he's, he's very committed. Pretty passionate guy. Um, yeah, he's a really great guy to So work sadly, with. we have to wrap up in a couple minutes here, and I hope maybe mm -hmm. we can we can do part two down the road. How did how did so so clearly you've got big plans with the club and just the, the, the nonprofit side of it, I guess. I'd love to hear more about that. Maybe at another time, maybe we can do a, a follow up interview. How did you get to connect connected? Was it was it on the beach in in, in Waikiki or? No. <laughs> yeah. How did how did this become a how did it go from a club to becoming a film? No, I, I found this this topic via an article in a sports magazine. Wow, I love it. Um, awesome. So one of my best friends is actually from Gaza. Okay. But he's um, he's this very political guy, and it, uh, at the barbecue, it's always about politics and Israel and stuff like this. <laughs> I like him already. And it's very interesting, but over the years, getting like, okay, I know the stories. And when I found this story, I was amazed that it was so different. Mm. So this is something. And a story about Gaza, which is 
not so political on the first in the first place. And um, yeah, I, I like the idea to do a documentary about it. And from the beginning, I was very aware that I need a producer or co-director who speaks Arabic or he's familiar mm. with the region. Mm. And this is mm. why I found Mickey. Um, because he was raised in Cairo, so he speaks uh, fluently Arabic, Egyptian Arabic. Mm -hmm. And um, after we started the project together, we were introduced to Matthew. Well, congratulations, four years. That's a major commitment. Uh, oh, to yeah, it took a while. I, I, I bet it did, and based on the footage, it's it's a it's a beautiful film. It's a wonderful film. I think it's gonna. I hope it raises a lot of questions. I hope uh, hope it generates a lot of uh, interest in in the surf club. And and uh, there's a website as well, is there not? Yep. Yeah, com, I believe. Com, yeah. Yeah. Excellent, guys. Congratulations, Philip Gannat, um, Michael Yamin, and uh, Matthew Olson here today, uh, talking about the Gaza Surf Club world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival. Thanks for your time. Thanks for thank you. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.